homosexuals cannot procreate. This goes against our Constitution. I don't think Walt would appreciate what's going on in this company right now. Disney stepping in saying, you know, in every episode now they're going to have Mickey and Pluto going at it. It's completely outrageous. Sorry. I, I'm just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Hate will only win if people like me stand by and let it happen. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappelle. Russian court strangles queer activism funder, DeSantis versus Disney feud fans don't say gay flames, and Michigan State Senator slams grooming smear. Those stories and more this week because you've discovered This Way Out. I'm John Dyer V. And I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. With NewsRap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending April 23, 2022. An NGO at the forefront of the fight for LGBTQ rights in Russia is now closed by order of a St. Petersburg court. Charitable Foundation Sphere was officially dissolved by Kuybyshev District Court Judge Tatiana Kuzovkina on April 21st. In February, the court had sidelined the Russian Justice Ministry's lawsuit against Sphere, which was principally aimed at the Foundation's longtime funding of the Russian LGBT network. However, Judge Kuzovkina bowed to the Ministry's claims that as a charity, federal law prohibits Sphere from engaging in such political activities. Both Sphere and the Russian LGBT network were already designated as foreign agents for receiving financial support from outside the country. Foreign agents must display that warning label prominently on all their materials, a scarlet letter intended to dissuade financial support from Russians themselves. According to the ministry, the country's constitution upholds traditional family values. It accused Sphere of trying to overturn moral foundations in the Russian Federation. A statement from Sphere called the court edict politically and ideologically motivated, separately noting the state's desire to destroy the majority of civil and human rights organizations in the country. Sphere insists that it will somehow find a way forward. Their statement says, At the moment, our services continue to provide legal, psychological, and emergency assistance to the LGBT plus community, and we will do everything possible to ensure this work continues without interruption, regardless of the legal status of our team. South Korea's Supreme Court has ordered the military to stop jailing soldiers for having same-gender sex while off-base and off-duty. The case involved an army lieutenant and sergeant from different units. They were indicted in 2017 for having sex in a private home the year before and were sentenced to suspended prison terms. The nation's high court decision said, Punishing these incidents could infringe upon the right to equality, the dignity and value as human, and the right to pursue happiness as guaranteed by the Constitution. The Ministry of Defense says it is reviewing the intent of the Supreme Court's ruling. Consensual adult same-gender sex is not illegal for civilians, but all able-bodied men are required to serve in the military for at least 18 months. Women may volunteer. South Korean officials defend the military code outlawing same-gender relationships as necessary to maintain morale, 
discipline, and good order. Sound familiar? The Military Criminal Act currently punishes same-gender sex in the ranks, with up to two years in prison. The act is currently being reviewed by the Constitutional Court. Activists this week urged those justices to finish the job and remove what they called an outdated and bad provision. The widely reported death last year of South Korea's first known transgender soldier sparked discussion about how members of sexual minorities are treated in the service. Byun-hee Suk committed suicide a year after being discharged for undergoing gender reassignment surgery. Sadly, her discharge was ruled illegal after it was too late. A Navajo Nation Council committee has rejected a marriage equality proposal, but proponents are not done. One of the last major regional holdouts inside the U.S. to deny same-gender couples the right to marry, about 173,000 people live on the sovereign Navajo Nation tribal lands, according to Source New Mexico. The tribe also does not recognize the marriages of same-gender couples legally performed elsewhere. A law passed in 2005 defines marriage as exclusively between one man and one woman. Delegate Eugene Tso introduced the marriage equality bill in March. The Navajo Nation Council's Health, Education, and Human Services Committee spent about 90 minutes discussing the proposal in mid-April, but voted 3-2 against it. Opposition was based on religious grounds. One called for a referendum by tribal members on the issue instead of council consideration. Still others said that queer couples could just get marriage licenses off tribal lands, even though those marriages would not be recognized back home. The bill will still be considered by other committees, including the Budget and Finance Committee and the Law and Order Committee. Then it goes on to the full council. Kansas's Democratic Governor Laura Kelly is standing tall against Republican lawmakers. Kelly vetoed the Kansas version of Don't Say Gay, the Parents' Bill of Rights. It would have required school boards to adopt policies allowing parental review of classroom materials and processes for parents to challenge materials they find objectionable. And for the second consecutive year, Kelly vetoed a bill to ban transgender athletes from competing in school sports. Republican lawmakers tried and failed to override her veto last year. According to reports, they still lack the two-thirds majority needed to override it this year and will not be able to override Kelly's veto of the parental rights bill either. A new law in Montana requires trans people to undergo gender reassignment surgery and get court approval in order to amend the gender marker on their birth certificates. Before Montana Republicans went to work last year, applicants only needed to provide an affidavit to the state's Department of Health and Human Services to make the change. The ACLU of Montana sued the state on behalf of two Montanans who believe the new law violates their privacy and due process rights. State District Judge Michael Moses in Billings concluded this week that the law is vague because it fails to be specific about the surgical procedure it requires. He said it very likely denies the plaintiffs their constitutional rights and issued a preliminary injunction against its enforcement until the issue is resolved in court. Florida's Department of Health is warning that anyone under 18 should not be prescribed puberty blockers or hormone therapy. Those reversible treatments are often among the first authorized by parents and approved by caregivers for trans kids under the age of 18. 
The department's guidance issued this week also suggests that children and adolescents should seek counseling from a licensed provider, which some are interpreting as an endorsement of medically debunked conversion therapy for trans kids. The guidance was co-signed by Governor Ron DeSantis and his Surgeon General, Joseph Ladapo. DeSantis replaced the state's previous top health professional with Ladapo, who supported his anti-mask, anti-testing, anti-vax approach to the COVID pandemic. Ladapo also backs a recommendation in the guidance that changes in name, pronouns, or attire should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. The guidance is part of DeSantis's defiance of the federal government at every possible turn. In this case, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services guidance about the care of transgender young people. The Florida guidance has been declared non-binding, at least for now. Anti-queer assaults by Governor DeSantis and the Republican-dominated state of Florida continue to spread like a bad fungus. We'll have a report about his declaration of war against all things Disney following News Wrap. Finally, John Carlo could be seen proudly posing with a Confederate flag in an Instagram post until he decided to run for office. Carlo wants to join the Clark County, Nevada school board, which includes the city of Las Vegas. He's among several candidates running for three open seats on the seven-member nonpartisan school board. Carlo demonstrated his love of education in a speech at a church where he waved around a copy of the children's book King and King about two young male royals who fall in love. His logic and history-defying rant was captured on video and posted to Twitter by the far-right monitor Patriot Takes. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in our, our, the way our founding fathers believed in this country. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That means that homosexuals cannot procreate. This goes against our Constitution. And this goes against what parents want in the school district. And this is only one book out of thousands. This is disgusting. Not that it probably matters to school board candidate John Carlo, but Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness is from the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. The primary election will be held on June 14th. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude, for the week ending April 23rd, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can read the transcript and listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm John Dyer V. Stay healthy. And I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. Stay safe. I didn't expect to wake up yesterday to the news that the senator from the 22nd District had overnight accused me by name of grooming and sexualizing children. We have one of our country's major political parties taking this messaging, using it to target marginalized kids. Is this the Joan of Arc progressive allies have been waiting for? Her rallying cry for the queer side of the culture wars. But first... Just don't say. Gay. We'll say it. 
and throw in lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, queer, Christianing, and we could go on. The raging wildfire of laws to take those words out of public education has hot spots all over the U.S., spreading far beyond the ignition point in Florida. Crushing new restrictions on the lives and health care of transgender children are adding fodder to the hate flames. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was overcome with emotion on the News Not Noise podcast, talking about the viciousness of these cynical culture wars. I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and they, they've been like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Sorry, I, I'm just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Over in Republican land, the attitude is quite different. I think there are people who are misguided trying to drive, you know, Disney stepping in saying, you know, in every episode now they're going to have, you know, <laughs> you know, Mickey and Pluto going at it. Like, <laughs> really? Thank you for that image, Senator. You know, uh, but it's just know. like, come on, guys. Like, like these are kids, and, and you know, y- you can always shift to Cinemax if you want that. That was Texas Senator Ted Cruz. He's been making the rounds from his live Verdict with Ted Cruz podcast at the University of Alabama to an appearance at a Yale University Young Americans for Freedom event where his characteristically immature message on the Florida versus Disney front in the culture wars even took conservative co-panelist Michael Knowles aback. In the Sunshine State, Governor Ron DeSantis and the legislature have decided to retaliate against the Disney company for its belated opposition to the Parental Rights in Education bill. They've rescinded the special districting status enjoyed by Walt Disney World and its many associated venues in the Orlando area. That deal saved the company millions in taxes, but it also relieved the two counties it occupies of the expense of maintaining the complex's infrastructure and public services. So DeSantis' revenge on the state's largest private employer is a dish that will be served cold to the taxpayers. The governor failed to address that irony when he spoke about Floridians' interests at the bill signing. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. You know, I'm just not comfortable having that type of, uh, of, of agenda get special treatment in my state. I just can't do it. And you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state? Uh, we view that as a provocation, and we're going to fight back against that. I don't think Walt would appreciate what's going on in this company right now. Later on Tucker Carlson's Fox News program, the governor, also known for personally redesigning congressional maps to eliminate two majority black districts, railed about Disney's outside interference with democracy in Florida. 
as you, I think, did a great job pointing out, they pledged themselves to mobilize their considerable corporate resources out of the coffers of this Burbank, California-based corporation to overturn the rights of parents in the state of Florida and effectively commandeer our democratic process. And then you have all these higher-ups in Disney talking about how it was their intent to inject sexuality in the programming that goes to young kids. I got a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old at home, Tucker. I want them to be able to watch cartoons without having this stuff jammed down their throats. The obvious conflict between traditional Republican orthodoxy and the attacks on Disney did not escape the late-night TV network comedians. Stephen Colbert's The Late Show on CBS, Trevor Noah's The Daily Show on Comedy Central, and Seth Meyers' Late Night on NBC all chimed in. This seems like a bit of an odd decision by the supposedly pro-business party, especially considering Disney is Florida's largest private employer. Not only that, Disney's also the reason anyone goes to Florida. (laughs) So, Disney denounced the bill. And then Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he denounced Disney. And now, the feud is escalating even further. And it's especially (laughs) weird to hear these Republicans now saying, corporations are getting too many special deals. We need to have stiffer regulations and make them pay more taxes. More taxes. That's what Ron DeSantis is saying now for a corporation. So, basically, conservatives are so freaked out about wokeness that is turning them into liberals. (laughs) Republicans are waging war on Disney and warning that if we don't act soon, a mouse that can talk will a dog that can't. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe no corporation should have self-governing privileges, but it's a bad sign when politicians start using their powers for retaliation. At the Disney-owned ABC, the host of Jimmy Kimmel Live gave the floor to gay writing staff member Louis Vertel. Ron DeSantis is the horrible uncle who asks his nephew's new boyfriend, so which one of you is the girl? <laughs> Unfortunately, dumb Uncle Ron has now inspired other elected officials to join the hatriarchy. <laughs> Why are you pushing us deeper in the closet? Queer people have to teach ourselves everything as it is, about our health, about relationships, about our history. Queerness is innate, but horrible is something you can change. But horrible has to want to change. And if you take Fox News host Laura Ingram's word, horrible has a long way to go before it hits rock bottom. When Republicans, they get back into power, Apple and Disney need to understand one thing. Everything will be on the table. Your copyright and trademark protection, your special status within certain states, and even your corporate structure itself. From the center of the firestorm, University of Central Florida political science professor Aubrey Jewett told CBS News what fresh monsters might be lurking. It's kind of shocking that they would come after Disney for this. If they do it to Disney, who's been so supportive of Republicans over the last 20 years and so important to Florida's economy, then who wouldn't they do it to? Every actor worth his salt strives to be honest and true in his betrayals on the stage or screen. Hello, this is Ian McKellen, and that's exactly what This Way Out does as well, right here on this station. My love, my love, my love. 
Republicans have to cede the religious high ground to conservatives? Not if they follow the lead of Michigan State Senator Mallory McMorrow. It's become routine in the Republican playbook to paint supporters of LGBTQ rights with the pedophile groomer brush, a great fundraising tool. When a Senate colleague tried to use that scheme on McMorrow, she took to the floor to say she was having none of it. Thank you, Mr. President. I didn't expect to wake up yesterday to the news that the senator from the 22nd district had overnight accused me by name of grooming and sexualizing children in an email fundraising for herself. So I sat on it for a while wondering why me? And then I realized because I am the biggest threat to your hollow, hateful scheme. Because you can't claim that you are targeting marginalized kids in the name of, quote, parental rights if another parent is standing up to say no. So then what? Then you dehumanize and marginalize me. You say that I'm one of them. You say she's a groomer. She supports pedophilia. She wants children to believe that they were responsible for slavery and to feel bad about themselves because they're white. Well, here's a little bit of background about who I really am. Growing up, my family was very active in our church. I sang in the choir. My mom taught CCD. One day, our priest called a meeting with my mom and told her that she was not living up to the church's expectations and that she was disappointing. My mom asked why. Among other reasons, she was told it was because she was divorced and because the priest didn't see her at Mass every Sunday. So where was my mom on Sundays? She was at the soup kitchen with me. My mom taught me at a very young age that Christianity and faith was about being part of a community, about recognizing our privilege and blessings and doing what we can to be of service to others, especially people who are marginalized, targeted, and who had less often unfairly. I learned that service was far more important than performative nonsense like being seen in the same pew every Sunday or writing Christian in your Twitter bio and using that as a shield to target and marginalize already marginalized people. I also stand on the shoulders of people like Father Ted Hesburgh, the longtime president of the University of Notre Dame, who was active in the civil rights movement, who recognized his power and privilege as a white man, a faith leader, and the head of an influential and well-respected institution and who saw black people in this country being targeted and discriminated against and beaten and reached out to lock arms with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he was alive, when it was unpopular and risky and marching alongside them to say, we've got you, to offer protection and service and allyship to try to right the wrongs and fix injustice in the world. So who am I? I am a straight, white, Christian, married, suburban mom who knows that the very notion that learning about slavery or redlining or systemic racism somehow means that children are being taught to feel bad or hate themselves because they are white is absolute nonsense. No child alive today is responsible for slavery. No one in this room is responsible for slavery. But each and every single one of us bears responsibility for writing the next chapter of history. Each and every single one of us decides what happens next and how we respond to history and the world around us. We are not responsible for the past. 
We also cannot change the past. We can't pretend that it didn't happen or deny people their very right to exist. I am a straight, white, Christian, married, suburban mom. I want my daughter to know that she is loved, supported, and seen for whoever she becomes. I want her to be curious, empathetic, and kind. People who are different are not the reason that our roads are in bad shape after decades of disinvestment or that healthcare costs are too high or that teachers are leaving the profession. I want every child in this state to feel seen, heard, and supported, not marginalized and targeted because they are not straight, white, and Christian. We cannot let hateful people tell you otherwise to scapegoat and deflect from the fact that they are not doing anything to fix the real issues that impact people's lives. And I know that hate will only win if people like me stand by and let it happen. So I want to be very clear right now. Call me whatever you want. I hope you brought in a few dollars. I hope it made you sleep good last night. I know who I am. I know what faith and service means and what it calls for in this moment. We will not let hate win. Amen. Senator McMorrow, before I even ask you the first question, please, just thank you. Seriously, thank oh. you for those words and the power behind them. Say it again. All right, now, Mallory McMorrow, I mean, thank you. I, 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 it could not have been said better. We join Black Gay Cable News host Jonathan Capehart and Don Lemon in thanking Michigan State Senator Mallory McMorrow for her unequivocal stand. She appeared on CNN's Don Lemon Tonight and on MSNBC's The Last Word with Capehart as guest host to expand on her Senate floor speech. This is the same type of fear-mongering and conspiracy theories that came out of QAnon, where the belief is that there's a Satanist cabal of pedophiles that's running the country and kidnapping children. And now that is the mainstream. We have one of our country's major political parties taking this messaging, using it to target marginalized kids. That is what they are right now, and we have to make it stop. This is nothing new. We have seen scapegoating in the past time and time again as a way to deflect and redirect anger instead of taking responsibility. And, you know, I hate to immediately go to this place, but this is propaganda that we saw during the Holocaust, blaming economic hardships on Jews and enabling people to take it out on Jews. And this is what we're seeing right now. And it only thrives if straight white Christian women let it happen. There's a struggle that we have yet to win And there's pride in my heart Cause I know where I'm going Yes I do And I know where I've been Thanks for discovering This Way Out brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from John Dyer V and Elena Botkin-Levy, produced by Brian DeShazer. 
Sam Cooke, Sean Chapin, Jackson Brown, and the choirs of MCC Toronto and Sunshine Cathedral MCC in Fort Lauderdale, Florida performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This Way Out thanks the Kicking Assets Fund of the Tides Foundation, the Yavana Foundation, a bequest from Christopher David Trentum, and donors Paul Bannon and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Lucia Chappelle. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on KRFP Moscow, Idaho, Global Community Radio GRC 1 Geneva, New York, 2SER Broadway, New South Wales, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned, y'all.